1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: Have you aboard. at Russell and Medhurst. We're here 9 to noon every day, Monday through Friday. All you have to do is turn on your free appliance. We're free no matter what. Your radio, Alexa, the Odyssey app, you name it. All you have to do. Is turn on your free appliance every day. We're one of the few things in the world that doesn't cost you anything anymore. Hal, Russell, and I are both here to do the show on Time is amazing today. Mm. Presidential movement underway out there on the Suitland Parkway. So, first of all, we were already sitting coming inbound. Now you're going to be sitting on both sides because of that until they get uh, that group out there to Andrews over the next few minutes. And uh, hopefully you can uh, find your way into the city. Today, all I'll say is, is when we were in Lanham, we didn't have these issues. Russell's on the other side of the board. Maddie's in the icebox on the other side. Make sure you say hi to him when you call in at 301-230-0980. Come be a part of our family here on this Wednesday show. A couple of interesting questions to attack about the commanders in the 9 o'clock hour. And then the great Joe Theismann joins us at 10. A football life debuts on Friday night, and I, I will tell Joe when he calls in. I think the the over-under on how many times I'm going to cry during a football life with Joe Theismann is probably three because he was my guy growing up. Because for those of us that grew up around here, he was the youth of our football and the success that Washington had. He brought us the chills, the goosebumps, and was responsible for getting those title runs started in the '80s, Mr. Russell. Good morning.
2: Yeah, good morning, Mr. Pedro. Uh, yeah, traffic sucked. Uh, we won't spend a whole lot of time on that. But if there was,
0: if you were butted in front of on the GW Parkway mm-hmm. getting to 395, chances are it was Russell that did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. If
2: you got cut off by a black car, a black Kia Forte, um, <laughs> as you were in a mile Darth and a half, Vader. as you were in a mile and a half back up to get onto the uh, onto the 14th Street Bridge, 395 uh, entry point. Uh, From the GW Parkway, that was me. I'm sorry. I apologize. Otherwise, I would not have been here uh, for the show. What a disaster. Uh, Please go away. Please, everybody, please learn how to drive. Uh, I I don't want you to all work from home because that hurts us as well. Uh, It's just like this really wicked balance. But yeah, man, uh, I'm very much looking forward to Friday night, a football life uh, with Joe Theismann. I think it's nine o'clock Eastern time Mm -hmm. is the debut Uh, NFL Network said, uh, and uh, Joe will join us again an hour from now. Always great to have him on about, of course, that, about so many other things. Of course, about Carson Wentz, Trevor Lawrence, what's upcoming this weekend, Uh, the team in general. He's still very much locked in, uh, as everybody knows. So looking very much forward uh, to that. And I I did hear him tell the junkies. I'm not sure if you heard uh, this mean, because he was on with Hoffman yesterday. Uh, He was on... um, uh with uh B Mitch and Finley yesterday as well. So he's you know, of course, making the rounds on every show, uh, because we all want Joe Theisman on, a to, you know, congratulate him about a football life, uh, B to pick his brain about Carson Wentz and everything going on with the commanders, right? Joe, Joe loves to talk and Joe's really good at it, and he provides good insight and analysis and uh so on and so forth. Um, so I heard this. He was talking about how as part of this a uh, football life. He and Lawrence Taylor got back, and you'll see this on the show, and we'll dive more into it. He and Lawrence Taylor went back to RFK Stadium to film whatever they're going to show. A segment, part of the show. I mean, you can't tell the Joe Theismann story without. Maybe you can without Lawrence Taylor, but kudos to Lawrence Taylor for doing that, right? I mean, you know, uh, I I heard a story over the weekend, uh, just as an aside, That Lawrence Taylor was in Nashville as one of the giant beat reporters showed up like late Saturday afternoon at the airport for their game Sunday. And Lawrence Taylor was getting on a flight to go back home. And he said, you're not staying for the game? He goes, nah, man, I don't watch football anymore. Lawrence Taylor doesn't care about football, apparently. Joe Theismann very much cares about football. And, you know... I will say this. I don't know what's going on in Lawrence Taylor's personal life or whatever, why he doesn't watch football. It makes no difference to me. But, A, it's so cool that Joe is still as dialed in, not only with the commanders, but also around the NFL, like he was when he was an analyst. And, two, I will say this, that, you know, again, and I I think, like, just time, the passage of time, you realize that Lawrence Taylor – with as famous as he is, as many issues as he's had, uh, as much money as he's made, and so on and so forth, one of the best, if not the best, individual defensive players of all time, certainly top three, I would think, that he was willing to participate, you know, and going back to rundown RFK Stadium to do the video shoot that they're going to show on a football life on NFL network starting Friday at nine. So really cool there. Uh, and really interesting that Lawrence Taylor was in Nashville for on Saturday afternoon, giants playing in Tennessee and Nope, I'm out. I don't watch football. I don't care. Uh, And yet, Joe is very. Joe was at FedEx Field on Sunday. uh, Saw him from a distance. So he's very much still involved. So looking forward uh, to that conversation, Uh, Pete. Less than an hour from now, Joe Theismann, the great uh, Joe T. uh, And congratulations to him. And I I guess you know, um, I'll just I'll also say this. I mean, look, the Commanders are one and zero, and and we should probably hit this right now the commanders are 1 and 0 with a chance to of course go 2 and 0 which many people had designed said you had to do you had to get 2 and 0 against jacksonville and detroit so here's what i wanted to ask you at 1 and 0 with a chance to beat detroit but also quite honestly by our own eyes a decent chance if not a good chance that they lose that game of course it matters. Of course it's different to be 1 and 1 2 and 0. But how much do you think this fan base and how much would you as a lifelong fan how different would you feel between 2 and 0 against Jacksonville and Detroit, two games that everyone identified you should have won and should win versus 1 and 1 and especially if they don't get their doors blown off on Sunday, which I don't think will happen, meaning if it's a tight loss and they just make one or two crazy, extra mistakes, what have you? Things go wrong that maybe they got away with on Sunday. How different will you feel?
0: They're better than Detroit. You got to win the game. Uh, this, this, That's this it. Is, this is very simple to me. You're better than Detroit is. You got to win the game if you're if you're serious about contending in the NFC at all. You can't lose games like this. You have a great opportunity uh, put in front of you to be two and zero. With two division rivals coming up in back to back games, one's on your field and the other's going to be missing their quarterback. So, an avenue has opened up here for you to take advantage of where the potential for at minimum three and one looked impossible, you know, at this point coming into the season, even if you won these first two games. But now you got a real shot at being three and one after four, going to Chicago for that fifth game. And all of a sudden, things start to look a little bit different. I, and I know in the NFL, you got to show up every week. We know that. Green Bay proved that last year. They got blown out 38-3 on a neutral field in game one and, and then won 13 in the next 15. Okay? So, one game does not a season make, but it also one game does not a season make when you win that football game either. So, the question for this team is, as new as it is putting in pieces like Dotson, putting in pieces like Carson Wentz on offense. You know, you've got to find consistency with that group. It looked sexy as heck last week. There's no doubt about it, but we got to be able to do it, you know, uh, for a good portion of the 17 games. I know they're human. They're not going to do it. They're going to have some weeks where it's a bumpy road. That's just by nature of being human beings, and you run into other human beings who play really well that week. So – But you can't have it happen on weeks like this where you go in with a better roster than the other team. One of your division rivals just went in there and basically you know, punched Detroit in the face and led 38-21 until the Lions put up some cosmetics late to make it a 38-35 game. And those who took Philadelphia to cover in that game probably were going ouch, ouch, ouch because of those late scores by Detroit. But that was all it was, was cosmetology and gambling. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia was in control, and that was even after Philadelphia gave up the opening touchdown on that drive for Detroit, and you're thinking, oh, maybe the maybe the fighting hard knocks are going to be uh, a competitive group. And then you looked up, and, and Philadelphia was in, in control of the game. You must go to Detroit and do the same thing your division rival just did. And if they do that, that's significant progress because that means that's a team that's mature enough and handling its business and doing it in a much more authoritarian way going on the road and beating a Detroit team that at one point Washington used to dominate. When Joe Feisman and company were playing Detroit, it was a no-brainer. It was not only a no-brainer, it usually was a whitewashing of epic proportions. Washington just never allowed Detroit in a game back in those times. And, of course, we saw what happened a couple of years ago. You know, Washington pees down its leg, and Detroit is, um, you know, moving the ball late, and you're you're sitting there with your hands up in the air going, what the hell happened here? So, I think think this is a different Washington offense. The question is, will the defense improve at all, especially within the back seven? If they do, then they should win. If they don't, this game has a chance to go right down to the wire, simply because Detroit, you know, St. Brown really stepped forward last week for them. Clearly, Swift is a massive weapon, and we saw what Speed did against this defense last week. It gave it a hell of a problem. So to me, to me, the Washington offense has to go put up twenty-eight to thirty-one points again if they're going to win this football game uh, coming up. But again, they should be able to do it. Philadelphia gave them the blueprint uh, last week. They should be able to go in and do that. And if they're two and zero with Philadelphia coming in in here in two weeks, I mean, game on. Let's go. Let's get excited again about NFC East football right. because our team, cosmetically, then uh, will be right there uh, in an early season battle. And hopefully a lot more burgundy and gold and uh, black and green. Well,
2: we we all know this that not just because Detroit scored thirty five points come from behind fashion that doesn't mean that they're automatically an electric offense and that they're going to score you know thirty plus points every game, right? We we know that, but most people would counter that here in Commander Land. by saying yeah did you see our defense and yes i i did see our defense it was not good on sunday because jacksonville left 14 points hanging on the board clearly they are going to have to be better clearly but i think we have to always remember every game every week ebbs and flows right i mean what like people are going to slam the over whatever the over under is i don't even know it um but they're going to slam the over because the commander scored 28 points on Sunday and maybe left a couple of points on the board because of turnovers. You could certainly argue that they did. Oh, without question. Um and Jacksonville again absolutely left at least 11 points on the board, possibly as high as 14. That is clear and documented, right? Um so I don't know if we're going to get a 20 to 17 game, but I don't know I don't know if when 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 we Hit 4:15 on Sunday. If we're looking at a 38-35 shootout like Philadelphia and Detroit turned out to be, right? So, I'll start with that. I would say both defenses clearly have issues. I mean, like I don't. I'm sure you saw it. That and I know he's electric, and I know he's awesome in the red zone, and and especially inside the five with his legs. Everybody's fearful. My goodness, Jalen Hurts, and granted, it was just like a one-yard touchdown run. I mean, literally there wasn't a Detroit Lion to be found within 10 feet somehow from the goal line. Like, you know, so you can move the football, as noted, as 38 points would tell you, as some of the highlights, as some of the numbers would show you against this Detroit Lions defense. They can move it against your defense. So logically, again, you would expect a high-scoring game. How about this? Yeah, you know, what if what if the commanders what if the commanders actually oh I don't know not let guys run free on crossing routes all day long like uh St. Brown or what the hell is his uh, uh what what's his first Amonra. name? Uh, Amonra. Amonra. St. Brown. Um I I, I and, his Manra, brother, and, and his an brother and his brother Equanimous e-
0: e- uh Equimenius, whatever. Uh they uh they scored touchdowns in the same week last week. Yeah.
2: Uh, we we got to get like Joe Joe St. Brown. Can can I call him Joe St. Brown just for this week? I I think I can. Right. Um, I'll I'll text Antoine you, Randall. You can call L, his, him ASB. I, I'll call Antoine Randall, his position coach, mm-hmm. my former uh, co-host at uh, what the hell show was that that we used to do in 2012. Uh, actually, it was 2011. It was. Um, Something for Redskins TV Monday morning recap or something like that. It was me and Antoine Randall, who is now the Lions' wide receivers coach. By the way, to- used to do this. By the show. way, the
0: total in this game, yeah. forty-nine. And oh, you got to slam
2: that. I mean, you got to. I, I mean, that's way lower than I thought. I mean, everybody's all pissed off. Here, here, here's the deal. Okay. Everybody's all upset that the Lions are favored in this game. That you know the Commanders won. No respect. What I, I don't. I don't give a damn. Nobody in Vegas knows anything more than you do. Nobody knows what's going to happen in these games. Nobody knows. All they're using is numbers and trends and analysis that is provided to them and they try and sucker you. They don't know what you think they know. I know Kevin Sheehan, I love Kevin Sheehan, likes to think, I know J.P. Finley likes to think that the boys in Vegas have all the inside information and cook up all of these line spreads and scores because they know what No, They know nothing. They know how to sucker your asses. That's what they know. That's what they know. Don't pay any attention to the fact that the commanders are one and a half point favorites, one point, I mean, one, one and a half point dogs, one point dogs. I've heard it up to two depending on what book don't pay any attention to it it's not going to make a difference the commanders are not going to play any harder on Sunday Pete or any better on Sunday in Detroit because they're underdogs to the perceived one of the worst franchises in the NFL you know why because the Lions aren't that much worse than the commanders the commanders should not be worried in any way shape or form about what the dopes in Vegas think about what the sports books quite honestly think. It makes zero difference. Zero difference. And it shouldn't make a difference to you. Go out and win the game because to your point, they're the more talented team. That and that's why I asked at the beginning, if you're one and one, but it's a hard fought close game, you know, let's just say 31-28. And you lose to the Lions because you made one more mistake than you should have. Something went wrong that didn't go wrong last week. Something got exposed better by Jared Goss. Say you do that. Is that a terrible loss? It's a loss, and it's not good. Is that a terrible loss because of who it's coming to and because of the opportunity that exists on the schedule and exists now because of Dak's injury?
0: Contenders go to Detroit and win. Pretenders go to Detroit and get beat, especially when they're fresh and have all of their offensive weapons. They should be able to get the job done here. And, again, I don't care if they win 31-28. I don't don't need a blowout. I don't need a route. I just need to exit Detroit 2-0 with Philadelphia coming into my building the following week. Let's go. Game on at that point. Game on. Washington with a chance to direct some early uh, dictation in the NFC East. If you beat Detroit and then you have a chance to play an Eagles team at home and then Dallas without its quarterback, you have a opening here to set yourself up fairly well and start dictating to the rest of the NFC East through the first quarter of the season. But that can't happen if you lose to Detroit. It just can't. Pretenders don't lose to Detroit. Even if you only win 31-28, hell, 31-30, I don't care. You can't lose to Detroit if you're serious about being a contender in the NFC. It's real simple. Philadelphia took the early shot from Detroit last week and went on and took care of their business. If you're you're not a pretender, you will find a way to go in there and do the same. Because the encouraging thing to me is, is what you saw from Washington on offense was only week one they might be able to get even better as this continues on here. That's the exciting thing about what they're doing. Think about it. They got
2: really no relative contribution from J.D. McKissick, right? They were without Cole Turner, without Brian Robinson. So, yeah, it can get a lot better. Now, I guess it could get worse depending on injuries, but I feel like they actually have the depth to counterpunch and absorb some injuries. Defense – that's a big worry, of course, coming in, and even more of a worry now without Federian Mathis. We'll get more into that, obviously, as we go along. I don't, I don't know if I agree with you, though, to say if you're a contender, you go into Detroit and win. Of, of course, you should. Of course, you should. Right, but
0: I mean, I but, mean, and look, Chris, like I know they beat Tampa around, you know, ten other losses last right. year. I understand that. I mean, any,
2: any, but, like we talked about several times last week and 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 this week, Jacksonville beat Buffalo. I mean, any given day it, it can happen, right? So, does that make you a non-contender if you lose? If you get your doors but, blown but see, off? See, the difference
0: is the difference is Buffalo has a, a proven commodity in Josh Allen and a and a, and a cast of thousands on that offense yeah. that are capable, proven. We know they're going to bounce back from that. Mm-hmm. As this group is currently situated. You know, we, we just need to see it. We, we saw it in a small dose last week. Tremendous piece of adversity after the interception on the screen. Carson Wentz answered the bell. Now, if this offense as a whole, this isn't just about him. This is as this offense as a whole. How do they handle winning? Handling winning for some teams is, is the most important criteria to a great season. How do you handle winning in week one? Are you mature about your approach starting on Wednesday to get ready for your next opponent? You know, saw Jen Leno's tweet on Sunday that as soon as the game was over the other night, as soon as Charles got home Sunday night, he's breaking down Lions film. That tells me I've got a leader in my locker room that gets it, that winning is important. And if winning is important, they will have the focus necessary to put themselves at least with a chance to win, where Detroit would have to have, you know, almost an out-of-body experience of perfection, to get by them coming up this week. 301-230-0980. At 1-1, do you lose a little bit of the the emotion that we got from Sunday's victory over Jacksonville? And at 2-0, are you jacked up with Philadelphia coming in the following week? Let's talk about it now. 301-230-0980. It's Russell and Medhurst. We're moving and grooving on a Wednesday. We're here till noon right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.
1: Put the spring back into your step, and into your home too. Shop blinds.com right now and save up to forty-five percent. Up to forty-five percent off for a limited time at blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like, we need to report asap. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through. deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, you deserve this ice cold reward. Medellin, the Markable Fighter. Trick Responsibly, beer imported by Crowley Port,
3: Chicago, Illinois.
0: Oh my guy, Cat5000, he's trans- He's driving from Overly to Annapolis every morning. Nurse What's Ka- Overly? Uh, it's up near Baltimore. Okay. Uh, Nurse Casey from Crofton to Bethesda, that's a pain in the rear end. So, look, my guy Alassane, he's on it. My guy, Ba says I'm right again. Got to crush the Lions. 2-0 and is a must. Listen, a must. I, I, I mean, when the schedule came out,
2: you and I – when everyone was dancing all over the place and saying, oh, my God, a guaranteed 2-0 and start, I remember the conversation we had. I said, oh, wait a second. There is no nothing guaranteed here. There is nothing guaranteed here. As a matter of fact, I've stayed to this, and maybe this is just my negative nature, and you being the prince of positivity, that I thought they would be no better than 1-1 one and one out of this two-game start. Okay so yeah, but which so game that did would you look, think they were going to lose. Well, you thought they were going to lose the opener, right? Uh, well, no. I I mean I picked Jacksonville. I was worried about Jacksonville because they were, I believed they were the more talented team than Detroit, but I was worried I I more picked them to lose to Detroit during the after the initial schedule, during the off season and leading up not because of hard times. the dumbest thing ever that I've heard. The dumbest thing ever that I've heard and I've heard it too much. So there's a lot of dumb things being said. Thank you, Linnell. Linnell Willingham, by the way, coming in studio, dropping off my eye drops that I rescued him with uh, in the bullpen because his eyes are giving him all sorts of problems. He's coming up noon to three, burgundy and gold today. The dumbest thing I've heard in the last couple of weeks is, oh, all of a sudden everyone feels, uh, loves the Lions or likes the Lions or, or recognizes how tough the Lions are. Because they're on hard knocks. People shut the bleep up. Stop. Stop! If you didn't know that the Lions were tough and plucky last year, you weren't paying attention. They weren't good. They were tough and they were plucky. It has nothing to do with stupid Dan Campbell taking his jeans and beating the dirt out of them in front of the whole team and telling them how they have to get the dirt out of their Pants and 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 uh, and clean up the mistakes. They were like Jack Frost
0: nipping at your nose last year. That's what they were.
2: Exactly. They they weren't good. They were tough as you know what. You don't have to watch Hard Knocks. Open your damn eyes. Wake up. I'm this. Sh- I mean, I, I I think about.
0: It. No, stay I was gonna that, say this show. Stay on that show. dump button, Maddie. My guy, I thought my no, no. guy was getting ready to say this. No, yes, I, I, no, I, I was. I was gonna he say he was th- getting passion
2: I, in his I, eyes. I, I try not to. I try not to bury Horowitz ourselves every day uh, with the pat on the back. But this show last year, we were crowing. Cock-a-doodle-doo, about the Detroit Lions, how tough they were, how feisty they were. As a matter of fact, I picked them as my upset special last year against the stupid Philadelphia Eagles, who I thought were overrated at the time when Philadelphia went in there. And, of course, I looked like a fool because Philadelphia beat them by, like, 25 points. But anyway, my point being is we knew Detroit was tough. We knew Detroit would play you down to the last second, the last moment, the last whatever, the last possession, the last snap. We knew that about Detroit. They absolutely throttled dopey Kyler Murray and dopey Cliff Kingsbury and the Arizona Cardinals. We knew that they were at least feisty or competitive or good. So I don't look at if they lose this game, Pete. And drop to 1-1. One and one, Unless they get blown out. I don't look at this as a bad loss. I understand what you're saying. That pretenders lose these games. And contenders. I, I totally get it. I respect that. I, 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 I agree with what you're saying. What you're saying makes sense. What I'm saying is. This team is not good enough. To just waltz into Ford Field. Show up. At 1 o'clock on Sunday, usually show up late, as they almost always do to every game, and expect to snap their fingers, turn the lights on, and win. They're not good enough. So they better play better, if that makes sense. They better play better in every phase on Sunday than they did last Sunday. That's what I'm saying.
0: My guy Michael Barnes agrees with me. He says, I'm with you. It's the NFL, but we better win this game. A loss would bring doom and gloom, a.k.a. same old Washington. And I agree. I agree. We're trying to sell a new product. We're trying to sell Carson Wentz being a difference maker because physically talented wise, he is. And if that's the case if what we saw is just the beginning last week, then we need to continue to open up that can of whoop, you know what, a little wider. Open up a little bigger can this time. What if they lose 31-28 I and don't it's down care. to the wire?
2: You ju- it's all it is care. is about the W and L. It's not yes. style points, not nothing.
0: It's results, Hoss. You do not get rewarded for losing 31-28. There is a reward. There's a reward for winning 3-2, 10-5, 18-16. On six Joey Sly field goals, there's still a reward. What do they do at the end of the day? They put a W in your column. They put a digit. They give you two and O. But you can't lose. Can't lose. Let's get to the phones. Three one two three zero zero nine eighty. Greg is on the other side of this thing. What's up, Greg?
3: You're right. They can't lose. Um, Philadelphia. Um with 38 points, Detroit, if it was an extra um, quarter, they would have probably prevailed that um, victory, and um, I think um, on the Washington Commandos, every time they go to Detroit, they do not win. It's something about it. It's like a curse. So, I believe um, if they don't play better than they did before, Detroit is not going to lose twice in a row to an NFC East division. So, um, I, I believe Detroit is going to win this one. I'm a long-time Commandos fan, but I don't think it's going to get together. They they not going to pull a two and zero. It's impossible. It's a setup.
2: I guarantee you in game. Detroit. Appreciate the phone call. I guarantee in Detroit. What are they saying right now on on uh, on on uh, the, what's the, fan the station? In the fan in Detroit. Um, um, they're probably saying, they said, "Look, oh, it's hey, Carson Wentz. Wa-. Exactly.
0: It's Washington. Exactly.
2: There's no there, First of all, they're saying this is a must win game, right? Because you can't go zero and two out of the shoot at home." Now, it's 0-2 in the uh, in the conference, not in the division, so that's the only caveat for Detroit if they were to lose. But 0-2 at home is a really rough way to start. I don't know if Detroit's got the nine home games uh, this year versus the eight uh, uh, traditionally. Two in a row at to start
0: the year probably tells me that they are in the – uh, nine home game business. I,
2: I would I, I would venture a guess as well. I'll, I'll try and get that information. But but that's what they're so they're saying. Look, remember those dusty pants again from Hard Knocks. I I know you don't have uh, the the HBO thing, but did you see that scene bouncing around where yeah, Dan Campbell the takes the, like the dirty jeans and whatever yes. and the puff of dirt and whatever? I get what he's saying. I get what he's showing. But that's not the reason why they're tough. That's not the – they're tough because they have a mentality, and I know everybody made fun of him about biting the kneecaps off and whatever. That team is not good enough yet, but they're getting better. And I'm telling you, when you watch uh, Barry St. Brown, (coughs) I'm just going to give him a different name. Just call him ASB. Uh, All right. I'm going to give him whatever first name that I want to give him this week. Okay, that's going to be my little thing. Uh, I'll try and That's call. That's
0: disrespectful as- to the player. Uh, it's not disrespectful. If I'm doing play-by-play of the game, oh, I can't. You just can't go, do that. I just
2: I, can't say, "Oh, he's going to throw it to Barry St. Brown." You, you can't do that. I can. Okay, I'm not a play-by-play guy. I'm a talk show host. But right? Does it mean that they won't call him? I I understand something
0: that. other than his real. I understand Because but have had that already
2: this year. This team has some talent in St. Brown, uh, in T.J. Hawkinson, a, a former number t- ten overall pick, DeAndre Swift who we talked about yesterday, and we'll talk about more. And, oh, by the way, Aiden Hutchinson, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson's going to be really, 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 really good as soon as he figures it out. Now, again, that doesn't mean you can't take advantage of things. That doesn't mean that they can't patch it. Aiden Hutchinson versus Sam Cosme in this game might be a nightmare matchup for the Washington Commanders. Might be a nightmare matchup for the Commanders. This team is more than just about tough, grit, guile. You know, grit was his big word to start off. Hard uh, hard knocks? Hard knocks. Again, people, like, if you're basing your view of Detroit, the Lions, off of hard knocks, you're doing it wrong. You're not paying attention, okay? They were gritty and gutty and, and feisty and all that last year. Now they're gritty, gutty, feisty, and they have more talent. And they have more experience and they have more pieces. Again, not much, not enough, but but they do. And, and and they are more than capable of winning this game. So I don't think I don't think a a one-in-one record with a tough loss and, and a ah, we should have done this is the worst thing in the world. Now Will I be disappointed? Of course. Do I want them to be 2-0? and Yes. Would I love for them to take advantage with a 3-1 September? If you, if you boil it down, if Dak ultimately misses the Dallas game, which he should, yeah. But I, I, again, I don't walk away going, oh my God, the season's over because I lost to the Detroit Lions. I didn't
0: say the season would be over. I just said you become pretender until you prove again that you're a contender. Isn't the season over?
2: Isn't pretender? Basically, essentially a synonym for season over. I mean, if you, I mean, if you're not real, if you're not, you know, if what if, it if does, it's not in your Chris, DNA that, that you are a dog, it right? makes
0: it makes Philadelphia and Dallas because, as you like to say, a division game. It's very important, which it is. But in the NFL, all seventeen games are important because you only mm-hmm. get seventeen. Sure, you know, it's not like one sixty-two or eighty-two like we have in all these other sports.
2: All right, am I being too – let me ask you this before we go to the trending. Am I being too soft by not demanding a win this Sunday in Detroit or not 100% thinking you have to win that game?
0: Chris, there's not many games in the NFL where you have a roster advantage over your opponent because professionals are exactly that, professionals. So when you you enter a game that has – where you have the roster advantage – you got to win that game, whether it's home or away, neutral field, whatever. You got to go get that W. Because so,
2: so I'm being too soft.
0: Uh yes, yes. You of all people being too soft toward the commander. What's wrong with me? Um, I don't know. What's in that cup you got over there?
2: Some really bad coffee.
0: Three o one two three o zero nine eighty. It's okay to demand. It's okay to demand something of quality from your team. You know why? Because they're demanding it from themselves inside the locker room this week. That's true. They're demanding it inside their preparation. If you go ask them without, you know, a microphone uh that's turned on, I guarantee you they're gonna tell you they think their roster's better than Detroit. And they should go win the game. Their roster is better than
2: Detroit. They don't need to tell me that. It is, but the best the best team on paper doesn't always win. Of
0: that's course. very true. That's very true. And happens at some percentage in the National Football League. Your thoughts, we'll get to more of your calls next, 301-230-0980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Yep. Chris is here with What's Trending.
2: Uh, last night, the Battle of the Beltways, Part two kicked off at Nationals Park, and it... Started with a 4-3 Orioles win, as Pete told you about, on the ride home on Nats Talk Live. Tonight, game two, final game of the two-game mini uh, Battle of the Beltway series between the Orioles and the Nationals. 7 1st pitch, Six thirty five, Nats on deck, Charlie and Dave. And again, Pete will have you covered on the way home. Aaron, uh, Aaron Judge with uh, the 56th and 57th home runs of the season. How would you like to be Aaron Judge? Knowing that, oh, by the way, you're a free agent after the year. Oh, <laughs> How about that? Mm. Anyway, uh the Jets going to stick with Joe Flacco as their week two starter. Oh god, what it must be like to be a Jets fan. Some of you think I'm a Jets fan. And Nathaniel Hackett said what we talked about for almost 2 hours yesterday, part of 2 hours. That the Broncos indeed should have gone for it on 4th and 5 instead of setting up Brandon McManus for a game-winning 64-yard field goal that obviously was just a little bit left. And that's what's trending.
3: Now with the MLB app,
0: you can get baseball your way. Three one two three zero zero nine eighty. Hit us up on Twitter at WrestleMania six two one at Pete Medhurst. Listen live for free on the Odyssey app. After getting the Jacksonville W, is anything less than two and zero after this Detroit game necessary to get you actually excited and involved in the season? Or are you treading cautiously, like you're wading through some low tide floodwaters? knowing that, you know, one and one means that water's probably going to rise a little bit higher, and you're going to have to scramble for safety. Let's talk about it now. 301 AP's in Fairfax. What's up, AP? Hey, what's going
4: on, guys? How y'all doing today? Good, man. Up, oh, It would help if I turn on my hey, mic. Uh, we'll... What's up, AP? Hey, what's going on, Bruce? Hey, so my thing is, you know, It was a pleasant surprise. You know, we had the Carson Wentz experience. You know, know, he panicked panicked us a little bit. I mean, I I, did, sure panicked. But let's be real. If we don't win, we'll be right back in the dark cloud of things. And when I say that, why did Carson Wentz get ranked the way he got ranked? He's with the Washington Commanders. This team is still under the dark cloud, no matter how much good we do this team will still be shadowed or foreshadowed by the owner, Daniel Snyder. So it would behoove us to lose this weekend because the narrative will go right back to what it's always been, to what the the media that's outside nationally who don't really know about us, who aren't really doing their due diligence to properly rank us, to properly rank our quarterback, to rank our offensive weapons and so on. They're just up, the Washington Redskins, up, the Washington Commanders. They are who they are. Let's go ahead and put them at the bottom. So no matter what we do, we're always going to be fighting from the bottom, trying to get to the top and always trying to prove, you know, the naysayers out here. So we just got to go into this game, be the underdog. You know, we haven't done anything. We haven't proved anything. And let's just go play football and hit the man in front of us. Guys, thank you. I appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Ap. Thanks, AP. And,
0: and you know, ironically, yet last year, going into last season, Washington was the toast of the NFL. Everybody was jumping aboard the Washington train, and then quickly they realized we better hop off before this train derails. So this year, no one hopping aboard the train. You know, plenty of empty seats aboard that train, but if they get to two and zero, there's going to be some people jumping back on. There's going to be some people that want to get aboard, even though right now, like multiple lines of Metro are shutting down. That's a terrible thing. Yellow, blue, I think, are uh, going to be shut down. Is that maybe why
2: traffic, in addition to school being back and uh, nobody on summer vacation? Could anymore? be.
0: I mean, I know some of the folks trying to get up from Virginia to up here. Like VRE's gonna be having issues, all that stuff. So,
2: well, VRE has a million issues. Good,
0: good luck on. with that. Let's go get it's our. Call, it's called not being the Long
2: Island Railroad.
0: Let's go down to the seven five seven. Get our guy Paulie in here. What's up, Paulie? Good morning, pal.
2: Hail to the W.
0: Hail, good victory. Priest, what's good, man? How you doing, man? I'm great, my friend. How you I'm doing great. this morning? I'm fantastic.
3: Hail proud, to as well, man. You know, at the top of the morning, Rufio, man.
2: What up, Paulie? That's you. But, um, <laughs> hey, look, man. Uh, top of the morning to you, Paulie. Yeah. yeah. Rem- hey, remember who's, you caught- Remember whose show it is, Paulie. Hey, okay. I hope you I'll terminate your ass.
3: <laughs> I hope your donut got flies on it. <laughs> yeah. hey, you're a, look, you're man. a dope. You're a
2: dope. <laughs> you're just a dope.
3: You- hey, look, man. If we go one-on-one, one, it's not it's not going to be a great cloud or anything. Or Come on, man. Did y'all not watch that game on Sunday? Did anything about that game spell out to you, oh, we're going to go to Detroit and go 2-0? Anything. I mean, we was eight minutes from being 0-1, man. If one thing, we got fight a fighting chance, you know, because of the offense. But what about that defense? Told you two and zero, man.
0: Nothing. But see. there's nothing about Detroit's <laughs> offense, Paulie. There's nothing about Detroit's offense, though, that makes me go. I mean, I thought I think Jacksonville probably better than Detroit's offense.
3: No, no. no. My point is, my point is, win or lose is not going to be like. If, even if we go two and zero, I'm not going to be overly excited. And if we, if, we, if we lose, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to be, under, you know, overly like underwhelmed or sad about it because I see what this team is. It's a work in progress. You know, if we go out there and win Sunday,
0: to say. Al man. yeah, Paulie's a 15 or As soon as you get 15 minutes, bang, there it goes. Sorry about that, Paulie. I understand what you're saying, though, Hoss. I know. Look, one and one, you got to prove to the world that you're better. Wait, so that's the way we shut down, Paulie. Yeah, just keep him just on keep hold. Just keep him on hold for like 12 and a half
2: minutes, 13 minute, minutes, and then, and then, then at him. the end of the 15 minutes he just gets just chopped
0: off. Like this Is, is that two, what we can this do? This is your two-minute warning, Paulie. Is that what we can do? That's your two-minute oh, warning. Oh, man, I'm all in.
2: Screw that. Let's keep him on hold for 14 and a half minutes and give Pauly about 28 seconds so he can do his shtick. Hail, hail to the pulleys Hail to
0: the Paulie. <laughs> And then whack! He's not trying to bring light to himself. He's bringing light to the W. He's whack. saying hail to the W. He's not saying hail to the P. He's saying whack. hail to the W. I'm going to chop his ass. Ooh.
2: Just like the Turk did when all handing out all those cuts. Just Woo. chop it down, baby.
0: Coming up I'm next hour, touchdown little, at 10 starts fun. off. You know what? Let's get Charlie in here. Let's take Charlie so he doesn't get... Fall victim to that because we got Joe Theismann coming up here. Top of the hour, Charlie in College Park. What's up, Charlie?
3: Hey guys, I haven't talked to you in a long time. Yes, sir. What's, what's up, man? Pete, I agree with you completely about the state of this team. What they need to do. Um, Chris, I have to disagree. You know, it doesn't, it's not terrible if they go one and one. It is terrible. You got Philly coming in here. It's a division game. I guarantee you, if Philadelphia is two and zero and Washington's one and one, there's going to be ten thousand. I got ten bucks. It says there's ten thousand Philly fans. You know how it is anyway. And they're riding high on us. And I think Philly's going to let hand their asses to them the way Washington's playing. It's the same team. I'm optimistic. I, there's no guarantees. They need to be 2-0, and it's a showdown with Philly. Philly always hurts them with Jalen Hurts, and Philly's running game is awesome. So they got to show me a whole lot more before I get either very enthusiastic or very pessimistic. Thanks, guys.
0: Appreciate you, Charlie. 301-230-0980. Joe Theismann joins us next to start Touchdown at 10 right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.